0: Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, a podcast series brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Herb Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. Impacting Jamaica shines the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people
1: everywhere. I'm here, socially distanced, of course with Ms. Leslie ann Samwell, President of the Union of Jamaican Alumni Associations here in Brooklyn, New York. The Union of Jamaican Alumni Associations is an umbrella organization based in the U.S. comprised of primary, secondary, and tertiary institutions from Jamaica, along with several nonprofits whose focus is education. It was created to unify the activities of all associations dedicated to the improvement of educational opportunities for students in Jamaica and those who have immigrated to the USA. We are so pleased to have the time with Ms. Samuel today to discuss how Jamaican alumni are making a difference, or dare I say, impacting Jamaica. Enjoy. Thank you, of course, for taking the time to speak with me today. It's my
0: pleasure.
1: Uh, First things first um i'm sure everyone would be wondering um what school are you hailing from and what compelled you to join UJA?
0: so i uh attended immaculate conception high school um oh. in saint andrew okay. i am uh, sixth generation <laughs> fifth generation fifth generation okay. um to attend uh, that school, and what compelled me, you know, um, I have always been a part of my uh, Alumni Association here. Mm-hmm. I was a part of the DC chapter when I lived in um, Maryland, and, uh, and then when I moved back, um, I, of course, got involved with the New York chapter, and they were a part of you, just. so I got involved, and uh, here we are. Um, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so you are a, a minted UJA member. I I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have been La- a part. La- I've been La- a part La- of it since two thousand and seven. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. What
1: made you decide to make yourself available to be the president of UJA?
0: Um, you know that that's a really good question. Um, I became mm-hmm. the president in April of. Uh, twenty in uh, excuse me, in September of 2014. Before that, I was the vice president, and before that, I was the corresponding secretary. So you know, it was a case of um, getting closer to the organization with increased responsibility, and the timing was right. I was available, and uh, the position uh, the president before me was term limited. So um, I had become the vice president, and so I stepped up. You know, it seemed like the right thing to do. I, I want to tell you this quick story, though. I became right. the president in, um, like I said, in September of 2014, and in April of 2015, um, my full time job was was with a large telecom company, mm-hmm. and um, my boss uh, at the time said to me, "You know, Leslie, and you go to Jamaica all the time, and you're doing all these." volunteer things, the next time we have a department meeting, I want you to share what you have been doing. And I have to Mm -hmm. tell you, Danik, at uh, at that session, uh, in putting together that presentation, it gave me an opportunity to reflect. And I came Mm -hmm. to realize that many of the situations, experiences that I'd had prior to that time were preparing me for that role. It became quite a moment in my life actually. It was like, oh my goodness, I am I think I am exactly where I'm supposed to be.
1: So Yeah. And I mean immaculate girls are constantly called to leadership. So I can imagine that was an in me that was a regular for you. That was easy for
0: you. The transition. It it was it was comfortable, you know, I I was never afraid. Right. I was never afraid of stepping up, you know, when, when opportunity mm-hmm. presents itself, um, I have learned to just step up, you know, and, and learn what you can and do the very best you can.
1: And that's it. Um, so was Uja always meant to be a nonprofit organization?
0: It began as a nonprofit. It began as a nonprofit mm-hmm. in September of, of 1990. Oh, okay. And, um, it actually began, um, because the then consul general at the time Mm -hmm. you know there were many many alumni associations in the New York area as I'm sure you realize and Mm -hmm. um, they were constantly calling on him to to support their events you know to attend and so forth and there were always conflicts conflicts in the scheduling and he said you know something has to happen here we need mm-hmm. we need an organization that will coordinate these alumni associations and get mm-hmm. them organized. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, that was that was the impetus that started UJA. It was so it was out of necessity, of course. Uh, essentially, yeah, you know, it became from a, it came from a real need, mm-hmm. and and has really evolved from there. Um, well, how did you how were you introduced to to UJA? I was in, I'll tell you, my sister, um, Carlene mm-hmm. um, who, th- when I, she's a little bit older than I am, but she has always been involved with the As- Alumni Association also. And mm-hmm. she was actually the president before me. Oh, she had wow. gotten involved from Immaculate. She had gotten involved with UJA, had, you know, started to get more involved uh, with UJA over time. And when I came back, to the New York area in 2006, she said, and come, you know, there's work to be done. Come, join us. And there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's how I actually got involved. Um,
1: so can you give us an idea of how the union operates?
0: How, yeah.
1: for example, do you decide on how an action will be taken in a particular quarter, for example?
0: So, um Let let me start by saying, organizationally, um, Mm -hmm. UJA is run by an 11-member board Mm -hmm. that is elected by the members of the organization, the members of UJA, and the members are organizations Mm -hmm. themselves. So all of of the members um, are alumni associations from primary, secondary, and tertiary schools from Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So uh, based on our bylaws, they each have two representatives, um, that participate in the voting, and they actually select the board. The board is then responsible. The board has, you know, president, vice president, secretary, uh, recording secretary, corresponding secretary, treasurer, assistant treasurer, and five directors. So that's the eleven. Um, and we are essentially responsible for coordinating um, events for UJA. Um, mm-hmm. And also kind of helping the member organizations to come together and collaborate. That's Mm -hmm. basically what we are there to do as the umbrella. So we do not tell the member organizations what to do at all. Mm -hmm. However, and we also don't compete with them they are having their fundraisers and their events throughout the year. So we generally don't have many fundraisers. We have one major fundraiser, but it is a collaborative effort, again, across all the, as many members as would like to participate. Mm-hmm. And so we have that once a year. And the only other activities that we do The objective really is to bring the member organizations, their students, their families, whatever, together um, to do things. So we put together a calendar every year. So we have a church service. We have our high school graduate awards. We have our mega raffle. And and we have have a few smaller fundraisers here and there. Uh, For example, we do a bus ride to the Penn Relays. And the reason we started that is so many of our... Uh, member organizations were sponsoring uh, students who would come up mm-hmm. from Jamaica to participate mm-hmm. in the yeah. Penguin Festival. So we said, you know, mm-hmm. maybe uh, a bus ride would be helpful. So we started that uh, about four or five years ago. And so we don't do a lot of events like that. We do more things like this. This just past Saturday, as a matter of fact, we had what we call a President's Roundtable. So throughout the year, we have business meetings every other month, but um, the members really didn't have an opportunity other than those business meetings to get together, to get to know each other. So uh, about five years ago, we started the President's Roundtable, and so we have one every quarter, and we re- literally just bring the, the organizations together to talk. We talk about different things. What's happening in their schools? What's happening with UJA? How we can help each other better? Uh, we share problems. We share solutions. So, you know, that's that's basically how we work. Really about bringing the members together so that they can be stronger.
1: Okay. Um. How many schools are a part of UJA? How many schools in Jamaica?
0: In Jamaica. So right now we have 61 members of UJA, but we represent actually 70 schools and the reason for that is that some of the organizations support more than one school. As an example, Friends of Port Maria, which happens to be an associate member, they support three primary schools in the Port Maria area. So. So we, we end up supporting more schools than our actual number of members. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. So I mean, in gathering and donating 300 tablets and laptops, wow. First of all, congratulations, that, that was definitely a feat. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> How did you manage an agreement to organize something like that? Um, do you partner, for example, with another diasporic organization?
0: Actually, we did not. Well, how, how that began was actually um, our understanding that the the Ministry of Education was looking for devices for teachers as well as for students. When it became apparent, and, and I would say this is probably maybe in the August, you know, July, August timeframe when they were looking at what was going to happen in September and it became apparent that, you know, opening schools was, was not really going to be feasible and that they really needed to become more proactive in, in obtaining devices for, for everyone. Um, you know, we heard that they were, were looking for, for devices and, and they had actually published some requirements. You know, this, these are the requirements that we have for both tablets as well as laptops. So mm-hmm. we took that information and we started asking our suppliers, you know, so because, of course, we had a price point in mind mm-hmm. um, based on, on, on again what we had heard the government was looking for. So we, we started asking our various suppliers to, to tell us, so what can you do? You know, we are looking for um, devices to ship to Jamaica. These, these are the requirements, et cetera. And uh, we finally settled on um, both Dell as well as Best Buy, um, in terms of their ability to meet our needs and meet our price point. And then it's this is this when I say this, you have to remember that UJA is not me, UJA is not the board, UJA is sixty one member organizations. Mm-hmm. So we took this information to them and said, okay, so listen, if you are interested, tell us how many you want. We will place an order on, on behalf of us all, okay? Mm-hmm. And together, you pay for the devices, we'll pay to get it there. Um, you know, we'll take care of, of interfacing with the National Education Trust and in doing all that paperwork, and we will take care of all of the mechanics of, of getting the, the devices to Jamaica. So that's how we mm-hmm. did it. You know, it's basically the member organizations stepping up and saying, listen, you know, they, they have spoken with their schools, um, defined the need, uh, defined how much they could do based yeah. on, on their funding. And we said, OK, you know, so that's how we got to um, 300 devices in the first shipment, because there was another oh. shipment after oh, that.
1: Wow. OK.
0: Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah, we, the total ended up being um, close to 14 million Jamaican by the time from the first two shipments. Wow. So we are congratulations. Just, Thank you. You. <laughs> you know, but you know, it's 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 collaboration, hon. You know, I like to think of you mm-hmm. as uh, the fingers on the hand. You know, each organization is a finger, and mm-hmm. all we do is bring the fingers together. Right. Absolutely. So there are things that the fingers can do, but there's so much more that the hand can do. Right.
1: Mm, wow. Yes.
0: Yeah. So that's the analogy. So that's all that we're doing. We're just working together to to do what we can um, and, and sending them off to 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 our schools. I like to say to my associations, realize that, you know, uh, online learning and, and this this whole effort is with us forever, you know we we will never go back to the traditional classroom setting only yes as we have known it right so mm-hmm. it's really just us working together um and it's that's just the first two shipments we're really just waiting for the first that shipment to arrive and actually mm-hmm. get to the schools before we start our next round of of buying and shipping
1: okay um so i mean how involved was the government of jamaica in something like this
0: uh, not at all. Um, not at all. No, not at all. Well, I, I will say they are not involved directly, but okay. Um, the the arm of the government, if you will, that we work with, as is, as I mentioned, the National Education Trust. Mm-hmm. So that's a nonprofit that actually exists in Jamaica to facilitate um, organizations like ours that want to help the schools in Jamaica. So what that does is by working with them and and completing their documentation, etc., it allows us to to ship to the schools and have some of the fees that you would normally pay when you ship things to Jamaica, some Mm -hmm. of that gets waived. So from that perspective, the government is certainly supporting what we are doing because we are we are basically supporting the schools and the students. Right. So that's their way of helping us to do that.
1: Well, I know that you also support students or people, those who have um, immigrated here to the U.S. How does you, John, how do the member organizations do something like that how is it organized in that way
0: yeah so the way that we do that is every year we have a program that we call the high school graduate awards program and that is for um students of jamaican heritage so Mm -hmm. if they have a parent grandparent who's jamaican Mm -hmm. they can submit um their their application it's really not an application it's really just a biography if you will uh, Form that we ask to fill out, right? Because it's not a competition. If they fill it out Mm -hmm. and and give us their SAT scores and uh, and tell us where they're going to college, they're going to get something. That's the deal. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Wow. So they get anywhere from um two hundred and fifty dollars, you know, kind of for books, Mm -hmm. up to fifteen, two thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars towards oh, okay. um, education, yes. And that's really all that they have to do. We do also though have a competition, an essay competition um, mm-hmm. that's separate and distinct that they have to write an essay and that is graded and, and there's a competition and the first place we now gets a trip to Jamaica. We have a relationship with VMBS um, and so they, they visit, um, and uh, they get a, a chance to see a little bit of, of Kingston. It's a, it's a short visit, but invariably the family goes and they make it into a, a, an extended vacation. Mm-hmm. But uh, the point is that we offer a kind of a cultural exchange, if you will, for they offer, mm-hmm. offer them a little bit of a trip as their prize for winning the essay competition. So we encourage oh. our members, you know, their families, their children, in their families, children, in their churches, you know, uh, co-workers, mm-hmm. wherever there are children yes, yes, that are in yes, any yes. way anyway connected to Jamaica.
1: In your opinion then, like, it's important for, for people of the diaspora to maintain a connection to the island.
0: You know, uh, uh, that is never a question. You know, Jamaicans <laughs> are, are, are love, Jamaicans love Jamaica. It's just, it's just <laughs> as that, you know, so we, we, we don't have to, we don't have to, have, <laughs> Uh, that is that is never a task you know um the the interesting thing for the alumni um is that we think that whole love of school um mm-hmm. began with you know what is no champs okay mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you are aware what this is the athletic competition that they have every year What of course they haven't had now. They didn't have this mm-hmm. year because of COVID, mm-hmm. but the, all the schools compete, you know, and running and um, discuss and high jump and the, the, all of the mm-hmm. field events, you know, yeah. and <laughs> uh, and and so from that time, you know, you you there is that there is that love, okay, mm-hmm. and support that we have for our schools, mm-hmm. and and then of course, you know, once once you leave. You come to appreciate the education and the educational standard that uh, Jamaica really strives for. You know, you you cannot ever meet a Jamaican who is not committed to education. Yeah. And so, you know, from that, it is just, you know, folks uh, like myself who, you know, we have that, that love. We have that connection and always just want to find a way to give back. Or or mm-hmm. I like to say give forward because we're not going backwards, we're going forward.
1: Okay, so how does Yuja main encourage the maintenance of the um ex members' cultural and emotional ties to the island? I know you guys have done the bus, but do you have events during the year? Once
0: we only have years? a few events. How how we mm-hmm. really do that, to be very honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that a couple of ways, uh, 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 you're going to laugh when I say, tell you about this, mm-hmm. but when we ha- we used to have our face-to-face meetings, we would always serve Jamaican food, Okay. so it would be mm-hmm. the curry chicken and when we had breakfast mm-hmm. it would be ake and saltfish and dumpling mm-hmm. and green banana mm-hmm. and those kinds of things, you know, so folks would come and enjoy uh, a, a real Jamaican meal, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and we have always found that if we feed our members first, we have a much mm-hmm. better meeting. Um, so, mm-hmm. but uh, how we actually, we, we are very much supporters of other organizations that promote culture. So, for example, um, let me give you a really good one. There's an organization called Brata Productions. Mm-hmm. and they they provide plays they are singers they do um they do all kinds of events throughout the year so we support them and offer discounted tickets to our members so that they can not only attend themselves but also take their children mm-hmm. right because the 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 whole deal here is to pass on the culture mm-hmm. to pass on the information to pass on the love So we do that by partnering. We don't have those skills ourselves. Although I have to tell you, one Mm -hmm. of our members wrote a book the other day and converted it, uh, uh, extended it to a play. And several of us uh, did a a reading of that play and it was called Revenge of the Yellow Yam." So you can find it on YouTube. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, very much... um, uh, you, the huge family collaborating to do something very jamaican so we just <laughs> seize those opportunities when they come um to keep us all connected in however we can with mm-hmm. with um yeah. all yeah. that we love so i
1: have a quote from you here the lessons learned during 2020 have changed our lives as we pivot and adapt what lessons from 2020 have you taken that will now inform yourself and your organization for 2021 how how you operate in
0: 2021 you know um i think one of the big surprises of the all that happened in 2020 um, was one you know you have to realize that uh, life is fragile right and so mm-hmm. we must we must take heed. Um, for every every day, every moment that we have, but as as hor- horrific as as I will say that the COVID nineteen pandemic has been, it has it has opened some doors, mm-hmm. um, and and those doors have to, everything to do with how we communicate. So you know, you just used to meet in person. Or always mm-hmm. our meetings were always um, in person, either in an evening or on a Saturday morning, and mm-hmm. now we meet by Zoom, and mm-hmm. and as generally the same time frames, but via Zoom. So we are all, you know, in our respective places, homes wherever. Some some people sometimes are in their car, going somewhere. Mm-hmm. But what we it has allowed us to do it is is to stay connected. And so yeah. we stay connected, not only for meetings, but literally just to check in. You know, every so often we'll, we'll do a, a, a check in, literally just open up Zoom, whoever wants to stop in and, and say, how do you do, check in, how you're doing, say mm-hmm. hi to folks that they um, haven't seen in a while. And so the point there is that, you know, communication is necessary. It helps to keep us alive. But mm. here we have learned how to use a whole other tool that had COVID not happened. I mean, Zoom existed, but who yes. knew? Who knew? I mean, right? <laughs> and so, weird. but we are all pretty much experts now and look forward. <laughs> To those sessions, and, as a matter of fact, you know on Saturday, we were saying, "Wow, you know, will we ever go back to face to face and um, I don't know, I don't know, so the point is that you know when you know uh, uh, good lord says when 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 one door shuts, a window opens, so mm-hmm. You know, you, you just never know what, what, we, what, you learn, what you can learn from a situation. And so that's the pivoting and the adapting. That's precisely what we've had to do. And the same thing is happening for our associations themselves in terms of how they fundraise. They now have to look at social media. They now have to look at having virtual events and realizing that there are other ways that they can raise funds that are perhaps not so expensive. And they also realized that the environment that uh, what we knew as school um, is forever changed and but not necessarily changed for the worse, perhaps changed for the better. And so it's all about adjusting and taking advantage of all the good that has been presented. That's not to say that it hasn't been tough now don't you know, yeah, we take the good with the bad you, you take the good with the bad you know i like to say you take lemons and make lemonade right <laughs> yes. um because that's that's really what you have to do you know um mm-hmm. because there is there is always something good that you can take away from every situation if only you try
1: so for those who are uncertain about whether or not they should join an organization maybe try to support you joe um what would you say to them? How would you encourage Jamaicans overseas to join the, an alumni association such as yourself?
0: So my 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 words to them are this: If you have some extra time and you have some extra money, um, and 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 you don't need both, you only need uh, a, a, either one or both is fine. Mm-hmm. But remember that uh, that small island that where we were all born um, needs your help okay can always use your help and so it's also a really great way to connect with friends that you went to school with and literally you know remember those good times I mean (laughs) if you really think about it Danik you know the good times we all had in high school I mean it was big fun right I miss it (laughs) yeah and so it's a wonderful opportunity to reconnect you know um, with with those feelings and those times and also you know by refreshing them in your own mind you are able to pass them on and that is one of the things that I I I worry about I have to tell you you know that um uh, the next generation of of Jamaicans that are here, Jamaicans, you might say, mm-hmm. that they don't necessarily have that. And so, you know, when my son was growing up, I took him to Jamaica every summer, you know, yeah. so that he would understand and appreciate what that was. Okay, so we, he didn't live there. Um, but he's actually looking about, you know, becoming a citizen and getting his passport. You know, it's, he's connected enough that it's now important. And that's that's what we want. Um, for folks to to keep going you know jamaica is going to be there so just because we are not there doesn't mean that they don't need our help Mm -hmm. so it's so very important to to give forward so in any way that you can alumni association or something else Mm -hmm. whatever works thank you
1: so much Samuel. (laughs) thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today
0: this was uh this was good fun I appreciate being included. And so thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Carib Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. you join us again for another In the Series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast. Stitcher or on Deezer. You can also visit us
1: at ImpactingJamaica.com.